People of the internet, it's EDB here. That's Eric, Deshaun, Barrett for long. And if you're listening to this when it's released, well, it's Thursday, November the 26th, 2020. It is, without question, Thanksgiving Day. (sighs) Can I just, right off the bat, say Happy Thanksgiving to you? Really, I mean it. Happy Thanksgiving. And may this day, well, let's just keep it simple. May it just fill your life with complete awesome sauceness. Yeah, that's simple enough. So, you're probably asking yourself. Normally, podcasts go out on Wednesday. Today's Thursday. You don't do podcasts, especially not at this magnitude on Thursday. What's going on? What, what, what's up with that? Well... Seeing as it's Thanksgiving, I thought, I just figured within my little brain, I thought, why not? (laughs) Why, Why not get on up here and just do something awesome sauce on Thanksgiving morning? So we got a couple things going on around here. Let me just go ahead and lay it. Let, just lay it out right, 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 right now. Sound like Goldust in his late WWE days when he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You probably don't understand that reference. I understand. We're going to have communion today. So go ahead and get you a little piece of bread and some juice. You might have some liquor in the house. Go ahead and pour in the shot glasses. All right, take a shot for Jesus. Okay. We're going to do that later on in, in the podcast. So you can get your mind right for that. But you know something else? I was looking at, well, let me just say to all the Apple users, shout out to you. Let me just start right there, right? Um, What it be like for the Apple people is uh, we have a challenge today. I'm going to um, assume that everybody's got this challenge. At least I do. So I'll just stick with that. And that is the Thanksgiving Day Challenge. You have to do 3.1 miles run, walk, something of that nature. So I'm thinking most of you are super, super fast, right? You could probably do three miles if you're running. That's seven minutes a mile. That's 21 minutes. No, I'm just saying. You can get it done. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Want to take this time to do that? Maybe even a walk. It might take 15 minutes. That's 45. You know, you have five minutes left over. It might have to take you a little communion wafer with you. You know, I understand. You understand? What'd you say? You want to take this and get it done? I think we should. Oh, you know what? Better yet, let's go ahead and get our mind right. I'm going to go ahead and do mine. How about you join me and do yours? Let's do it together. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's, let's be about it. You need some time, though. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a few seconds. Maybe like a minute, some change. And then we're going to be about it. Awesome sauce? Awesome sauce. Okay. Um, yes, good morning. Good Thanksgiving morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry good morning. Good to hear your voice. Yes, good Thanksgiving morning, and um, sorry for the rough start. And, of course, you know, we, <laughs> part of my uh, greeting this morning, I was going to say how 
Thanksgiving is a holiday that the enemy likes to skip over. And then what happened this morning is just um, um, gives credence to that. You know, he tries to take us right from Halloween to Thanksgiving, I mean to a Christmas, and skip over Thanksgiving because he knows that when we give thanks to God, it opens up doors and windows for us, and it cements our relationship with, with God. And as Elizabeth prayed this morning, Thanksgiving is all about God. It's all about Him. It's all about His grace. It's all about His mercy. It's all about His generosity. All about His munificence to men. How liberal and generous He is to us. And Andy wants to skip over that, but we're not skipping over it today. Even at at Thanksgiving, even the most hardened person is thankful. He knows, he or she knows that it's time to be thankful. 364 days a year, they may not give a hoot about God, but on Thanksgiving, everybody knows. I need to be thankful. So this morning, the lyrical meditation that we have is something that you all probably sang in Sunday school as children. I know I did. And and, and, and back in the day when you could pray in, in school and sing hymns and church songs, we used to sing this in school. The meditation is, Come ye thankful people, come. Come ye thankful people, come. Raised, raised the song of harvest home. All is safely gathered in, ere the winter storms begin. God our maker doth provide for our wants to be supplied. Come to God's own temple, come. Raise the song of harvest home. All the world is God's own field. Fruit unto his praise to yield. Wheat and pears together sown, unto joy or sorrow grown. First the blade, and then the ear. Then the full corn shall appear. Lord of harvest, grant that we wholesome grain and pure may be. Praise God. As we go into our time of quiet meditation, remember today is Thanksgiving. Remember that as you go before God quietly, don't just ask for for things which he will grant, but remember, give thanks. It's time for quiet meditation.
And all those agreeing with that prayer, say amen. 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 Well, I got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen reads, But thanks be to God who always puts us on display in Christ and through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. But thanks be to God who always puts us on display in Christ and through us spreads the aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. I want to, if I can, talk a little bit like the kids do in the streets. And I want to have for a subject this morning, I stay fresh. I stay fresh. Now, Father, on this Thanksgiving morning, we ask that you would allow me to present your case. We ask that you would allow me to do it accurately, quickly, so that all those listening both now and forever will, without shadow of doubt, hear what it is you are saying to us. And all those in agreement says, Amen. 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 I recall a conversation I had some time ago. We were getting ready to check out of school. Back then, holidays like this triggered what we knew as early release days. An early release day meant instead of us getting out of school at 2.05, we'd get out at 12.05. I don't know how you felt about school. I say that because some folks were excited to leave early. They could go home, play their PlayStation, hang out somewhere, and look at their girlfriends funny, which led to other activities we need not speak of on this sanctified day. And before you think that that applies to me, Grandmama just told you, don't judge me. I've been in the house. I just realized that after I said it, that I ain't out looking at nobody funny. I'm in the house, all right? Bless you. But y'all ain't said about me, because y'all, y'all know I'm good boy. <laughs> I'm talking about for the other people who are going to talk about me when I made that statement. They, they're going to read that differently. I've been in the house all night. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But then we have those who felt early release day was outright torture. They weren't going home to a bedroom of their own with toys to match. As a matter of fact, home was nothing more than an earthly depiction of hell. 
There was no food, no family, and most importantly, there was no love. I remember sitting there one day listening to this guy. His words literally raked at the core of my soul. He asked me a question that then my self-righteous self couldn't answer, nor could I even begin to understand. He asked, bruh, I don't mean to come off as a Sunday school word goes there if I could borrow that from somebody on this line. But I find it hard to give thanks, he said, as we sit here holding up these lockers to the walls. I think about the craziness going on as we speak at my house alone. Just a few minutes ago, I got dropped off at school by my mom. It's about a 15-minute car ride from where I stay to this school, and every one of those 15 installments of 60 seconds was spent in one way or another discussing how stupid I am. You know how many times I heard my mom tell me how much she hated me? Not because of what I did to her, nor because of what I have done to myself. No, no. She hates my guts because I'm the product of a man she wishes was dead. I sit here thinking, he said, as I'm about to go home in a few hours to sit for the next three days in a house with eight folks who privately wish death on one another. They're going to sit around the table and talk about everything with a pulse. Never once seeing a, pardon me, as you said, another Sunday school word goes here. I can understand, he said, some things, but I can't understand this. So I thought I would come talk to you. I could just have a moment of personal privilege right there. I can't for the life of me still understand why these Negroes think they had to come talk to me all the time. And I thought about it as I was preparing for this, and I still can't understand it. I can tell you countless times people came in that school with problems, talking about Moore High School, and met me at the locker, 6.15, 6 in the morning, I'm half groggy not awake and got to go do counseling sessions and I still can't understand it why they feel they need to talk to me but before I could even then get my mind together the guy continued to speak he said I remember of the time that you had to report to the dean talking about me. He said there was a time when, when I was forced to report to the dean. The dean, at this time, when you went to them, they were the people who had skipped school. This guy told me, he said, it's something about you. I watched you stand in line with your mouth shut. Everyone looking at you like here goes the third Sunday school word. 
Here you are, one of the highest ranking ROTC students. I searched the record, he added. I couldn't find but a handful of black kids who had ever came close to who you are, let alone achieve it. Yet, you're in the truancy line. He went on to say how he and a few other people knew that this had to be some kind of sick joke. They said, and I quote, based upon his words, if Barrett is bad, the rest of us have no hope. I was floored, personally. I had no idea people were watching me like that. And most importantly, I had no idea how many couldn't see the pain I had inside. It helped me understand what David actually meant when he asked God. He said, protect me. Hide me under the shadows of your wings. I got that verse very clearly recalling this moment in time. I'm still, as I mentioned to you a few minutes ago, trying to comprehend what I was hearing even then, I couldn't comprehend it. And I still can't comprehend it now. I tell you, I'm discombobulated. Please allow me to blunder through this for a moment. But before I could comprehend it, now I'm a little old now, so it's, it's easy to understand what's going on. Then I imagine a 16-year-old boy, I'll leave it at that on this sanctified call, trying to comprehend something intellectual at 6.15 in the morning. Before I could get my head together, again, he went on to speak. And he said, I don't have time to talk about it all here. But if I can just share a bit more, he added. He said, I like history. You and I both agree on that. As a matter of fact, we could talk for hours without blinking an eye. We would talk about history until talking and time got tired. So we sat there and we thought about Thanksgiving, the holiday. What is it we really wanted to know? The concept kind of made sense, you know. In 1619, the pilgrims and the natives celebrated together, thanking God because he had blessed them. That, was a, that made sense. It was a time to celebrate the harvest. If you are people from the country, you understand, you plant your crops around about this time of the year. You go out there and you pull everything up, and then you, you just got all this food laying around that you just pulled up out of the ground. And so you celebrate with a nice feast. You eat the first of what you got. That makes sense. But as the country we know, as these states united grew, the simple idea of just giving thanks, the simple idea of just giving thanks became politically complicated. George Washington believed we should take a moment to give thanks, but to whom and for what was an argument they could not agree on. Thomas Jefferson won who has been declared the black sheep of the faith, chose to ignore the idea of Thanksgiving, silencing the national conversation for some 60 years. 
which was then revisited by Abraham Lincoln, who needed a way to mediate a divide of tiki torches playing together at the Mason-Dixon line. And from there, capitalism, as we say in these streets, she got happy. Finding a way to forge this notion of a bunch of people we really can't stand gathering together to eat food we even more don't like while watching a team that makes us hurl. I'm talking about all the Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, uh-huh, I said it. America's holiday, America's team, and America's nightmare. As I hurry up and finish this, because I could talk another hour, never break the proverbial skin as it pertains to this conversation. But I'll spare you. Because truthfully, even I'm getting hungry. So my landing point now. I remember back to this one of many conversations I had with my buddy. I would love to tell you I was the pillar of theological excellence, but truth is I sat looking like a drunk fat Albert waiting for cake. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I did sit there stone face trying to think about what I had heard to speak to this subject. I don't know if you've ever been there. You try to counsel people based on what somebody else has taught you. So I thought if I could finish this conversation now in my older self seeing as I might know about two, three things more than I did then. What would I tell my friend? I would tell my friend to brace yourself. Or tell him the hard truth. Mm. Mm. This truth discovered by the man named Job. Man born of woman, days are short and full of trouble. He blossoms like a flower, then withers away. He flees like a shadow and does not laugh. Enjoy the days that you have. Because good or bad, they will soon end. I tell them that. I tell them that this trouble doesn't last always. There will be a couple. There will come a time when you will even forget who and what you've been through. I tell them that. And then I would answer his question: How could I sit in line? knowing I wasn't supposed to be there to answer a crime, it was obvious I didn't commit. Well, number one, humanly, I would recognize that I didn't do that wrong. I went back to that truancy situation, if I can, for just a brief brief moment. And I remember listening to my ROTC captain he patted me on the shoulder as the DD came down to do his job because I hadn't showed up in truancy. I didn't know I was supposed to be there. And he looked at me and he said, you ain't got nothing to hide, just go. So I went and stood in line. It was the one point in time that I can say I might have had a brief moment of understanding. It, it, it lapsed very fast. But I had a brief moment of understanding then. I knew who I was. I knew what I had and I had not done. So why did I have to hold my head down when I knew I wasn't wrong? 
Again, that didn't last long. It lasts a lot longer now than it did then. But I understood. But here's what I know now that I didn't know then. Because the answer is now more simple. Then it was brutal, but now it's somewhat easy. I, I can think now I can look beyond the tabloid enthusiasts. Those folks who was watching and ooing and on because I was standing in a line. Ooh, what'd he do? I could think beyond my immediate place in the social conversation and see the response of another friend I know. You might have heard of him. He too was charged with crimes he didn't commit. And if that wasn't bad enough, he injected himself not by legal force or parental obligation. No, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave taking on the likeness of men and when he could he came as a man in his external form and humbled himself by becoming obedient even to the point of death even death on the cross and for this reason this reason when asked how come I don't look like what I've been through for this reason, when asked why I can stay calm even though every ounce of me, of my being, wants to rage war. I can think about and be thankful for those who I'm allowed to sit around and stress with. But more importantly, I can be thankful for the one who bared a crime that he did not commit. For this reason, when I've cried until my soul runs dry. For this reason, I can understand without shadow of doubt, sin has left a crimson stain. But for the reason why he came, the true thanksgiving, because he washed me. Whiter than snow. Rev. Amen. Is that your prayer this morning that you would like to be washed whiter than snow? If you don't have a personal relationship with the Savior, it's simple. It's just a simple prayer. Let the Lord know that you know that he is the Son of God, that he died for your sin and was resurrected. Invite the Lord into your heart and him to change your life. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Amen. Again, when we think about uh, Thanksgiving, we think about it in a way it was intended. It was the celebration of harvest. And I think about how every celebration, every celebration, pardon me for all this blundering, is preceded by a struggle. For instance, you have bread. Bread is something. We're preparing the bread. And Genesis comes from nothing until the chief architect formed it, shaped it uniquely and individually. Then it's placed through excruciating pressure, intense heat. Why? Because it's the only way Nothing can rise to something. If you think, it says it all, really. Jesus endured the suffering, the pressure of life. And just like that loaf of bread, he rose. So as you take your bread... Remember that this is a thankful moment to celebrate the true bread of life. Take it now and eat it. Then you have fruit. Most of you are familiar with fruit. You're familiar with the country. You understand that fruit grows on vines. The funny thing about fruit is is that it can survive on its own. And yet, this thing that has a life to itself has to be stripped, has to be brutalized, has to be violated. Why? Because it's the only way to get something else that it has in the same way you take the Savior he was alright by himself but yet he realized that there was no wine without him so he allowed himself to be brutalized to be violated to suffer and bleed for the sins of the world. So as you drink this morning, remember to be thankful for what has been done for you. Drink all of it, as they say. And in doing so, we corporately remind ourselves as Brother Dennis comes to close us in prayer. As we get ready to uh, close uh, this Thanksgiving Day, I often just remind myself it's not so much past year, 
that uh, I'm thankful for, but also the the people that God has put in my path over my lifetime that has helped shape me and helped make me a better Christian and a better person. And uh, sometimes we forget those people, and we should be thankful for this. Let's pray. Father God, what a great God you are. What a loving God you are. The way you take us in your arms and provide for us and, and nurture us. Uh, just like uh, the shepherd, the good shepherd that watches over the sheep. Uh, that uh, if one is lost, he doesn't hesitate to go after him and find him and bring him back to the fold. And still, that loving person that you are, the loving God that you are, and we just uh, reflect on what you've done for us uh, more than we can ever understand or comprehend. Sometimes uh, we feel we're not uh, worthy enough, but you are worthy. You are worthy of our love and our affection and our our um, just our praising of who you are. That we should worship you. We should worship you individually and corporately, and we should thank you. <clears throat> for what you're doing for us and continue to do for us. And we just ask that you uh, just continue to bless us and take care of us. You know what our needs are. You know what our needs are even before we ask of you. And, uh, but we still have to ask. That's what you tell us to do. That's what we should do. And we should also thank you for what you do for us, no matter how small it is. Sometimes just when we open our eyes in the morning, that's a thank you. A thank you for another day. A thank you for another day of, of uh, being on your uh, in your world and, and maybe being a light <clears throat> for you. But not not so much maybe we should be a light for you. And as we gather today with friends and family and uh, celebrate Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving of, of uh, not only of the food we eat, but the friendship that we have and, and the the love that we have for each other and our families. We just ask that uh, you help us to love the, those that maybe aren't members of our family or, or the that person across the street that kind of ruffles our feathers, so to speak. Just give us the, 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 the will to want to love them and the will to be a shining light for, for who you are. And, and what you do in our lives. Lord, we just ask you to continue to bless us. Take care of us, Lord. We just offer ourselves up as living sacrifices to you because that's what your book tells us to do. We should be a sacrifice for who you are and what you are. We just thank you for our families. We thank you for our past, our, our just extended families. And just uh, we ask you to continue to bless us and just wrap your arms around us and just give us the strength that we need, not only to face today, but to face tomorrow. Because with you on our side, Lord, we know that there is going to be a tomorrow, and it's going to be a great tomorrow. And when we reunite with you, when we get to the heavenly place that you provide for us, that you have ready for us, Lord, that we'll celebrate you even more. And again, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We love you. Yes, Jesus, we love you. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, we've come to the end of another conversation, another time together on this Thanksgiving morning. You know what? 
I would like to say something to you if I can, just just very quickly. First thing I'd like to say is on behalf of the platform by which you're listening, thank you for taking the opportunity to do so. And if you would, especially for those who might have uh, got this off of, I don't know, Twitter, Facebook, one of the social sites, but you're not necessarily connected to this. You haven't hit the like button or the subscribe or the ad or the follow, whatever the platform asks of you. Would you go ahead and do that? That would ensure that you get these conversations each and every time they are uploaded. That would be awesome sauce. Certainly for me. And I would hope it will be the same for you. And the second thing that I want to say today is again, happy, happy Thanksgiving. May the bluebirds of happiness, as Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies said, rest upon your very soul. May when you sit down to enjoy the meal, whether it's a nice turkey or some vegan delights, maybe it's one of them vegetarian specials. May it be the best time you have had ever. I know for some of you, you're spending time away from your families. I get it. The Corona's has got us all discombobulated. Nevertheless, may we find the true meaning of Thanksgiving, despite the hell we're going through. Would you do that for me? I'll certainly do that for you, and together we'll be awesome sauce. Well, I'm going to let you go now, because I know you got things to do, and I don't want to hold you up any longer. So, Until the next time we could chat, which more than likely from now, be Sunday for me and mine. Unto you and yours. Laters.